Iowa everywhere. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. John Miller. Chris Williams. From the Channel Seed Studios, it's Miller and Williams. Presented by Wild Rose Casino and Hotel. Three locations in Iowa. Three times the fun. You'd rather be here. This is Iowa Everywhere. I can unequivocally say that I would rather be there. At the blackjack table, Wild Rose Casino in Jefferson with John Miller. Hey, just a couple guys sitting around playing cards, enjoying the holiday season. That's all we how are, are you, my friend? And, that's how, and that, I'm great. And that's the way the holiday season was meant to be enjoyed. At a casino, playing cards, not rolling into the Iowa State House, lopping off the dome of, of pretend Satan. That's not oh the way God. it was meant to be. It's meant to be dealing blackjack at the casino. That's been a wild week. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean... For one, I'm just going to say, sorry, Chris, I kind of bulldogged this topic in. Last night, Chris sends me a text. Hey, you have any uh, you have any nice Christmas topics to talk about tomorrow? I was drawing a blank for an hour. I'm like, what about my favorite Christmas sporting events? Then I thought of Ed Podolak's Christmas Day game, but I'm like, I didn't even watch that. You know, I, I just, you know, then I started thinking, was there anything Michael Jordan did on Christmas? I Googled it. Really not. I'm like... I didn't know. So I didn't even reply to you last night. And then this morning, I see this thing about the Iowa, you know, Satan getting decapitated in, in the Iowa State Capitol. I'm like, hey, how about we talk about this? And you never replied to me. So I just kind of bulldogged well, that topic. Because, all right. So here's the deal I'm recording with you. And then I'm recording a another podcast, CW Pod. And the reason being is because I know how much traveling is going on right now. Like normally, I don't like to post weekend podcasts, but right. So you're you're thinking over the river. Kids are going to be in the, the car. Woods. Let's not talk about Satan. Is that what you're thinking? Well, we can, you know, I was thinking. I was actually going to promote these pods as like, hey, this is like child. You can listen to this in the car if you're going to grandma's. Well, Satan, you know, gotta have faith. You know what? Should we re-rack it, or can you edit it out no, and post? We no, can, we're good. It is what we can it put is. A pin in. But you know what? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. You, you just invite Uncle John into your family truckster for your little trip, and let's have a civics lesson because everyone could benefit in this country right now from a civics lesson. How do I know this? Because I see what y'all are doing and saying. And all this is going to be profanity-free, at least from my end. 
So I personally, Chris, would not choose to erect an image of Satan anywhere. Yeah. It seems in poor taste. It does. It yeah. seems in poor societal it, taste. It's. I get what they're doing, the point they're trying to make, but it, it's very, like, trollish. It's like the anonymous well, Twitter troll just swearing at you all the time. I don't see it that way. I see okay. it differently than you. I understand your sentiment, and I think it's yeah. probably shared by a number of people. So, But I do think that this is the exact type of thing that we need to see right now in this country to remind ourselves of why doing something like this, lopping the head off of the fake Satan's head, is, uh, is a bad deal. It's a sign of concern. There is a separation of church and state. Now, this is not a founder's issue because this is a state's rights issue. And if you look at the state of Iowa's constitution on matters of religion and state, mm -hmm. let me read it for you. Sounds a lot like the, uh, the First Amendment in the United States uh, Constitution. This is Iowa's. The General Assembly shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, nor shall any person be compelled to attend any place of worship, pay tithes, taxes, or other rates for buildings or repairing places of worship or the maintenance of any minister or ministry. Straightforward. It's just like the Establishment Clause in the United States Constitution. And what's concerning to me, again, I wouldn't choose to put up uh, 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 an altar for Satan. I, I'm not down with Satan. It's a weird First, deal. I don't. I, perhaps yeah. I'm just not as, I don't know a lot about like the images of Satan. I didn't know he was yeah. a donkey or whatever that thing um, was. How how is this? Is that like someone went on the record and said he's a donkey, or you just saw that thing and it's like, well, no, I, guess. I saw that. I I guess what I'm saying is I had never in my life like Googled like Satanism. Like I've never thought about right. it. Right. You didn't grow I mean, up in the '80s. That's why? Red Revelations. Right. Like right. That you know, in those like whatever comes from that book into your head is kind of what's there. I've always thought of For like sure. red skin and he's got horns and. You know, the right. character Satan. Like, I didn't, Hell, I, like Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. It was inter I had never thought about it until this whole Iowa House thing happened, or this, this Capitol thing happened this week. Well, yeah, the depiction of Satan, if you pull it from the Bible, that's, I guess, what you're talking about oh. is, I, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't believe Satan's real. I believe it's all mythology. I believe it's all a method of control. But you know what? Not going to traumatize the little kids there. Yeah, come with on, what are you muffs, doing? So we'll stop this it right there. I wanted to talk about '90s sitcoms. Here's the thing, I'll, and I'll end. All Chris, <laughs> it's important. It, it's important because those of you who profess there, there are people who profess to be patriots who profess to have a strong inclination of supporting law and order, and when a a aspiring politician from Mississippi makes a premeditated conscious decision that he's going to drive up to the state of Iowa, go into the state house, tear this down, knowing that he's probably going to be detained. There's going to be costs. There's going to be legal fees. There could be court, et cetera, et cetera. But he's made the decision because he knows he can rely on a certain segment of society yeah, to pay his bills for him. It's called the grift. That's the concern 
I get it. Premeditated unlawfulness because he believes that a religious group of donors will bail him out. That should be a concern to every American. And frankly, if you are someone who was cheering on the decapitation of pretend, pretend Satan, think about it this way. The rabbit always gets the gun. For every Mike Gronstall that you loathe and Kim Reynolds that some of you love, there's going to be another Gronstall. Then there's going to be another Reynolds. That's the problem I just see in our society is just that whatever whatever side left or right like the more radical one side is then it makes the other side more radical it does it's a negative feedback loop we are in it and if you are for theocratic authoritarian creep all right no problem if you're against it then this should be concerning to you and i am not saying that all people who profess uh christian faith are for this uh, anybody that also is a fan of the First Amendment and a separation of church and state, they should be concerned by this because it's very concerning when these type of actions, if they don't go punished, if there's a circumvention of the law and order because enough people donated to pay the fine I'm going to have and all that, that just sets up the next premeditated political stunt. And I'm a big, they'll continue to get worse. I'm a big middle 80 percent guy. I wish the eight. I wish the middle was eighty percent. I think the you middle think right now. Yeah, it like used 20%. to be. What do you think it, it is now? I, I I mean I think that 60? the. No, I wouldn't say that. I would. Oh, I, mean, I, I think guess, it depends on, I guess it depends on how you define the middle. I think you've got probably twenty five percent on each side that um that would might be, be on now. the more extreme well, outliers. The problem I always run into. Is the like far left, they think that I'm like a huge righty. And then the far right, they all think I'm a huge lefty. So that's great. Like, that's I, right where you want to be. Yeah, no, it's it, it probably, it, I guess my point though is I think a lot of these people think they're in the middle and they're really not. Correct. Here's here, it's, it's, it's sociological, it's, it's psychology. Everyone thinks that their centered self opinion, their opinion on things is normal. No one thinks my opinions are abnormal because then I would be abnormal. Nobody thinks like this. We all think that what we view, our views of the world, that's our homeostasis. That's normal. And that is the prism we look through to measure everything else, which is silly. I recognize that my views on some things are probably more extreme than the majority of the people. And I'm okay with that. I'm not under any delusions that my outlook on all things in the world are normal. He is John Miller. My name is Chris Williams. I hope that you're... That's a hard segue right there. I hope that y'all made those cookies and are taking them to grandma's. I hope the... <laughs> the joy of the Mommy, season... Is... And why did somebody chop off his head? <laughs> I'm going to have to take Merry this one Christmas out of the holiday travel promo. <laughs> I was going to have this whole portfolio of podcasts for people to listen to that aren't really dated for the for the holiday Here travel. The Here comes the Grinch. You're a mean one, Podfather. Got a Never ever heard a Limp Biscuit uh, song. Oh, shut life. up! 
No. You've never heard of no. Limp Biscuit? I've heard of them. I've never heard a Limp Biscuit song that I could pick oh. out of the lineup of songs. How they cover I, mean, I know Dave. George Michael. I know George Michael. Bro's the one of the greatest songwriters of all time. I mean, doesn't get until to Fred Durst came around, but it's another topic. There are some people that believe that apparently. Yeah, I'm just not. Like I just, that... I'm totally just screwing with you. Um, okay. I did want to talk about is is Paul Christ a good hire? Like that, well, that's I, a, that's I, a... I can make two really strong arguments either way. I think, like a so, professional opinion man should be able to do. I mean, I, sure. I think I right. could convince our audience that it's a phenomenal hire, and I think I could make everybody just barf at it as well. If it comes to, you're pressure. not going to like my you're not going to like my answer. I don't think there is a category of phenomenal hire for the Iowa offensive coordinator as long as Kirk Ferentz continues to be Kirk Ferentz as it relates to the offense. If Kirk is willing to allow an offensive coordinator some latitude, and I'm not talking crazy run and shoot and gun and whatever. I'm not talking about that latitude. Air raid, yeah, I'm not talking about air raid. But he didn't do it for his own son, and it cost his own son his job. And I think Kirk's acting a little bit like the world's out to get him. And no, oh, dude, yeah. you did it to you did it to yourself. So mm-hmm. I don't know that there is a quote unquote good hire for the offensive coordinator now, because I know that kind of would defeat the purpose. But let's assume that there was. I think Paul Chris is probably pretty close to a, a really good thing. Iowa employed more gap, more power O less reliance on outside zone this year than any year I can remember in the Ferentz era. Paul Christ's approach at Wisconsin, very much a gap scheme, very little outside zone. And Wisconsin was really, really good at their run blocking principles. So I think that Paul Christ, um, yes, Paul Christ would be my choice right now. Okay. Because you cannot – like in any circumstance, hire that Budemeyer guy. No, gosh, no. If you if that you would do be that, if I were an Iowa fan, that would be canceling my season tickets, giving up. I, I I would if I were an Iowa fan and they hired that guy, and I he the volunteer guy who brings in Deacon Hill, like that is nothing more than that is that's lower than Brian Ferentz. I'd rather have that, Brian that, Ferentz back yeah. than this guy. To me, to me, it's it's not nepotism because Kirk and Bud Meyer don't share DNA that I'm aware of. But it's it to me, it's an even it would be an even bigger fu because Bud Meyer has no voice in that building. That's what I mean. No, no yeah. authority. He will do exactly everything. Kirk tells him to do. I'm not saying somebody else is going to go rogue and start going run and shoot. I'm just saying that there will be no pushback. Any good leader needs to allow his support, his staff, the permission to tell him, no, this is a bad idea. And if you are a leader and you do not allow your people to use their voice because you hired them for a reason, because you saw some talent, you saw some ability, you saw something in them. 
and you should empower them. So if I, I don't want to see a John Budmeyer who's going to be too scared and pissed in his pants to tell Kirk that he thinks that's wrong. Paul Christ, 58 years old. I know how it is. You get your 50s, you're going to speak up. Paul Christ has plenty of money. He the only thing I worry about too. with the only thing I worry about with Christ would be what I witnessed between Paul Rhodes and Mark Mangino. Mm. Well, I would say I understand that, but the 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 standing of Paul Rhodes and Kirk Ferentz, yeah, are yeah, different totally mountain, different, different yeah. mountain ranges here. Yeah, I, I'm not concerned about that. Yeah, I mean, I guess my bigger deal is that would Chris just? I don't know. It's it's a weird deal because like, I, let me make the bad hire argument, and I for what it's worth, I tend to lean with you, okay. But just for the sake of conversation, let me make this argument that you're going like we're heading to this new age of the Big Ten. The West is gone. Hey, you're Iowa. The West was won. Congratulations. Um, but you're so what are we gonna do? We've got this opportunity. We can, you know, really move our offense forward. Let's get ready for this new era. And we're gonna bring in the guy that got fired at the program that we used to play those infamous nine, six games with to come and lead our offense. I just don't know. I mean, uh, Hey, if, if you can promise me, John, if you can promise me, then in this new era, Iowa's defense is going to stay top five in the country for the next five years. Then this is a great hire, but I just don't see Paul Chris getting them like, Oh, we're top 75 offense now. Do you like, I just don't think well, his scheme's good enough. I, I think, um, and this is, this is, I think if you listen to this week's uh, legends and listeners podcast that Scott Docterman and Chad Lysico put out, I haven't listened to it all yet, but thanks to the Iowa everywhere Twitter feed, I was able to watch some snippets uh, mm -hmm. of a couple of them. And one of the snippets that they put out was a conversation about Paul Chris. So you should all be able to find it in the Iowa everywhere Twitter feed. And in that little two to three minute segment, they talked about Paul Chris that I think it was in 2020, he turned the offensive coordinating duties over to somebody else. And there was kind of, there was kind of a drop in production, if you will. But prior to that, when Paul Chris was the OC, I, oh, Wisconsin's offenses were regularly in the top 40. Okay. okay. Total offense. Yeah. Now that said, I would not expect a replication of that at Iowa, and Iowa does not need it. 75 to 99 to use half. Oh, you're number. really good. I think that they'll do that. And if you're 75th to 99th with the same defense that you're packing, your floor is probably eight and a half, nine games. Yeah. Eight games. Eight Even games. in the Say new eight. Big Ten. Even in the new that. Big Ten. Correct. Yeah. In the old yeah. Big Ten, I would have bumped it up to nine or ten. Yeah. But in, I agree. But in the new Big Ten, I still think it's eight as a floor if your offense can consistently do that. In years where your offense is, you're catching some lightning in a bottle and you're, say, top 50 to 74, you're cooking with gas, bro. That's your shot to actually play in another Big Ten championship game before we all die. I mean, some of y'all, well, probably not many of y'all uh, left among us. But there were some people that remembered the Iowa's trip to the last trip to the Rose Bowl in like the early 1960s, um, or was it late 50s? I can't recall. And then there wasn't another one for, you know, 20, 20 some years. 
And then there was that trip in the 80s and then 90s. But then from 1990, was it 1990? Yeah, 1990 Rose Bowl or 1991 Rose Bowl off the 1990 season. I would didn't go to another Rose Bowl until 2016. So, and that's what I think this making it to the new Big Ten championship game is going to be like that hill for Iowa and most everyone in the Big Ten that's not named Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, USC, Washington, Oregon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I I think Chris would be a solid end of Kirk Ferentz era hire. Yes, for is he angling work. for the job? I don't know that. I know that they have a very amicable relationship. I would be shocked if there haven't been conversations. The fact no, that I, mean, I would just post- to replace Ferentz. Oh, to replace Ferentz. Um, I guess it's possible. I mean, if he came in for and, and Kirk stuck around for three years and the offense got turned around, then I was going, you know, nine, ten wins a season in this new Big Ten. I tell you what, I, you know, and Paul Chris then is like 60-61. You know, he'd get a look. I I I would still like to see LeVar Woods, you know, put look in a position us. where he is absolutely groomed for the head coaching position. Look at us. We're already Naming Paul Chris the next head coach at Iowa. Well, you got a mouse in your pocket when you use the term "we" because I did not say that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's possible. It's possible. But I, I would like to see Lavar Woods be groomed uh, for that position. Okay, there you go, Miller on on Paul Chris. I just, I, I kind of, I always thought that those. Chris teams were just a, a little bit fraudulent. Like the analytics hated him, but I, I'm you with know what, you though. Chris, you, you raise a good point. You raise a good point. Let's circle back around. I didn't think until you said the word fraudulent, something jogged in my head. And what jogged in my head when you said fraudulent, instantly there was a light in my head that flashed. Big 10 West. Big 10 West. Yeah, I mean. Big 10 West. The same stuff that we're saying about Iowa that we all yeah. pretty much agree on, that if it weren't for Iowa being the Big Ten West, probably aren't winning uh, you, you know, 29 games over three seasons. Now, their defense proved a lot, I thought, in the Big Ten championship game. Not that Iowa's defense really had anything to prove, right? Like, they've been right phenomenal for years now. But you, right. do, just, you, you do wonder, like, okay, well, we're going to replace – you know, Minnesota with Oregon here, and we're going to replace Northwestern with Washington every once in a while. And it, that's yeah, why I no, said no. when I when I framed it that way, can they stay statistically where they have been? Because if they can, man, you are uh, you're setting yourself up well with a guy like Chris. But if they if they can't, if there's going to be this drop, then I think you may need to be a little bit more radical with the OC. But who knows? Right. It's all hypothetical. Yeah. And frankly, we all know the answers to all this because as long as Kirk Ferentz is the head coach, we pretty much know what this thing's going to look like. Right. But who he hires, even if it's going to look mostly the same, will be a big indication of whether or not I get all that interested or excited in the future. Because if it's Paul Chris, I'm like, oh, Kirk yeah. just hired someone who probably would be willing to tell him no from time to time. But if it's John Budmeyer, they can't hire that it. guy. They, well, you he, see, he, it feels like we're talking about you. We're getting worked up over something that, like, I don't think that that's likely. Do you? I don't know, man. I, I mean, I heard that it was Chris or him. Wow. Okay. I mean, you're yeah, more connected well, be, there than I am, but that's. I honestly, I, 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 this week, I would say no. 
Uh, it's been pretty hectic elsewhere, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, another and name I was out there. Yeah, he is. <laughs> bring the bring the native son home. Um, I think that. Um, oh, the uh, gosh, why can't I remember the Iowa's offensive lineman coach that went to Wyoming? Yeah, that. Uh, gosh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, um, his. I would guy. like him. He's a good coach. Look his yeah, name. Yeah, I up. mean he. When me and Hassel went through this after Brian got fired, he was the guy who I said I think I liked the most. Tim Polachek. Um, Polachek, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was really popular amongst the offensive linemen. I know that for sure. But he's also I mean, kind of a Ferentz honky, right? Like he'll just do whatever Kirk will say. Well, I, I think, yeah, I, I think that there would be a little more control there, but not quite the Budmeyer level because Polachek has his own voice. Or Paul This Budmeyer right? guy – like, didn't even have a job. Like, Kirk just said, hey, come on, right. hang out. Bring in yeah. Deacon Hill, yeah. and we're going to we're gonna pay you, pay your way. I, I don't think it will be Bud Meyer, but if it is, that that should send up smoke alarms to the Iowa fan base. Like, oh, boy, there is not going to be much change at all. Because I still think that Kirk believes that there isn't really a need for change in this year's uh, foibles were entirely due to, um, you know, quarterback getting hurt in August before he even played a snap and then losing tight ends. And you know what? That if if those if those things hadn't happened, Iowa probably is um, eleven and one instead of ten and two. And you give they're not they're not yeah. a national laughing stock and punchline, which to me, Brian parents is still was, the OC. Probably that to me, that was the, that's the biggest damage that like there's like all these kids that are in high school right now that watch ESPN game day that will consume all these shows rapidly because they got nothing else to do. In addition to, you know, working out that all they heard for a whole year was Iowa as a punchline for off. That's like five, five or yeah, that's like five or six or seven years worth of kids until they all get through out of that cycle that, they're they're some of these kids that aren't from Iowa in the Midwest, their knowledge of Iowa football is oh, they got a crappy offense, horrible offense. And I'm a I'm a wide receiver. I'm not going there. Well, I've had that problem for a bit anyway. So being yeah. a punchline is not I, what you want. Would you rather let me ask you this? Would you rather have gone eleven and one in that scenario where you're still mm. probably not that good offensively? But I mean it's not like they were humming. And there's no change, or you go nine and three. They played. They get shut out, but it was a respectable Big Ten championship game. I didn't feel like Iowa really had any reason to be humiliated or anything after that one. And Kirk hires Paul Chris. Would you rather take the eleven and one with Brian Ferentz next year or nine and three with Paul Chris? Dude, that's a. To me, that is a phenomenal question because I'm like, I instantly don't know the answer. Um, the the emotional human side of me, you know what, what, wants to see a healthy Cade McNamara for Cade's best life, healthy Eric All and Luke Lachey, yeah, and Brian, Ferentz, and Brian Ferentz getting an opportunity to show us what he can do um, and not lose his job. Because I also remember I was offense in 2019 when Brian Ferentz was the offensive coordinator. Nate Stanley was a quarterback. I watched what they did to USC in that Holiday Bowl, and so I, I, you know, and I saw signs of life. Obviously, in 2000, 
uh, in 17 against against Ohio State till they laid that horrible egg the next week against Wisconsin. So mm-hmm. I would I would I would choose I would choose a full healthy complement and let those cards go and see what happens next year. I would say so. give Paul Christ, Cade McNamara, those tight ends. Because I, I, I still don't think Iowa's receivers were that bad early on. I just think they the scheme sucks so bad that it just got in their head so terribly. Everybody's. If you mm. give Chris that whole group, they could be pretty good. Really. like it, They'd be a lot better. A lot yeah. better than what we saw. Um, I'm not convinced, you know, too, like that we all should. I think we all should learn that, like, just relying on Cade McNamara next year kind of feels like a problem as well because he's just he's so injury prone like i like we learned this last summer right like they they've they almost but they got deacon i guess coming back he's played but man i mean you know if it's not like marco linez is number two out of the spring oh but yeah him but you're right I mean, give me Marco linez sight unseen over what i saw from deacon deacon's just not a Power five quarterback. Um, and but the Cade Mac, you know, one thing about Cade McNamara next year, even if he is 100% healthy for the whole season, he's not gonna, he's not gonna move the chains with his feet really ever. And I just don't no. feel like in today's world of college football, power five college football, that you, uh, I, you need to have a quarterback who can move the chains with his feet from time to time. Iowa doesn't have that. Iowa hasn't had that since Bethard. Before Bethard, it was Tate. Before Tate, it was Banks. Before Banks, it was probably Pete Gale in 1980 or 1981. They just don't Gale do that. Reference. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, He and Gordy Bohannon were the quarterbacks for Iowa's 81 Rose Bowl. Hey, team. I didn't realize this, and this is probably my fault because I know he's been there for a while now. I didn't realize our guy, Danon Hughes, was the color guy for the Chiefs. Where have I been? Oh man, yeah, I'm, yeah. Danon is uh, invited into my household every weekend. I love listening to to the radio call. I, I, yeah. I just I don't care for Holstis because it's probably the fact that I'm a Vikings fan, so I just never listen. Uh, I don't like not as a human. I just I don't need to. I don't if it's he's not a, he's Paul a bit Allen. Of a, he he and Paul Allen are are yeah. are twins. They if, might as well be twins. And I'm a Vikings They're fan, characters. so if it's, if it's not Paul Allen, I'm not listening to the Homer radio. That's just so. Anyways, right, right. I'm driving around, and and I I have satellite radio now. Came with my new vehicle. I, uh, anyways, I'm flipping around, and I'm I'm listening to this Chiefs Bills game the other day, and Dane and Hughes was on there, and he was my first, the first Hawkeye I ever remember. Actually, I'll take that back. Nick Bell was, but I was too young then to really like. Look at the TV and go, that's Nick Bell. I was too young. Dane and Hughes was the first Hawkeye that mm. I really remember remember like loving. Yeah. This guy also played baseball for Iowa. And he did some color Dane commentary Hughes did? During, the, uh, during the Big Ten uh, baseball tournament. Wow, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, went down a rabbit wild. hole last night, too, because I saw like Kenya Murray flashed across my screen for some reason and i went back on a bunch of all those old davis teams and we're looking at the stats like him and montier glasper and like all those old school dudes man montier the glasper. glory years wow. the glory years iowa basketball in like the early 90s 
It was the biggest. It was the I I truly believe Iowa basketball in that era was the biggest sport in our state. Certainly, certainly the mid '80s, the late '80s. I mean, let me make the argument because yeah. I was there for football too, and I was an I but football you couldn't watch the games all the time like you had to listen to z that's a good point that's a good you know point. And, and in the winter time every iowa men's basketball game was on raycom and everybody watched it because there's nothing else to do in the middle of winter in iowa i would i would guess right. honestly like that there in that era iowa men's basketball was bigger than football it, it clearly not drawing as many fans i'm not making that argument but as far as viewership and people like just being locked into it. It was just easier to follow because of the Raycom thing. That is true. That That's a really good point. And, and Iowa basketball was a pretty big deal um, statewide. And yeah, I, I, I still think that, you know, football probably always moves the needle more, but I think your point relative to the access of games, a lot of eyeballs were on Iowa basketball. And that's that was the only a, reason it was a fun time. Cause that's the only reason I was so into it is because it didn't matter if they were playing UC Irvine or Duke. Like we were our family, we were sitting around the TV. We had a calendar. We knew when the Hawks were playing. All right, Larry Morgan, baby, let's go. Mac Ain't gonna Coslin. be Cosby show tonight. It's the Hawks. Hell no. And then that Raycom, I I give anything to have the thing flash across the screen right now. I bet I can find that for you. Hey, we're going to have a producer starting in January. We are? Yeah. So so we're going to get a little more run? Yep. Oh, that's great. That's intern fantastic. Aiden, no longer the intern, coming in uh, oh, January. Need to show him the appropriate level of respect. And um, how, how is Aiden on the blackjack table? He uh, stands behind you and collects chips if you – yeah. I, he is a – he is a um, fine young man. I I genuinely worry about him hanging out with me and you and he's debaucherous activities. Yeah, he's a really he's good a kid. Up. You know, and I just he did Listen, man he did do circa with me and Hassel and Ted Flint. So he's he's seen a few things, but he's been exposed to a few things. I was gonna I was gonna make another joke, but since this is a Christmas special and we're trying to remain in the spirit of Christmas, I'm gonna keep that one to myself. Yeah, you've already uh, ruined it. So you can say what you already you led the Christmas episode with Satan's head getting lopped off at the Iowa Cup. I know it was it was a civics lesson. And frankly, to everyone listening with children in the car, you are welcome. Again, I can I can prove the text message I sent last night at like eight o'clock. I said, "Hey, John, I've been watching a lot of '90s sitcoms with my daughter. Maybe we can talk about this and look back at these on the show tomorrow." Crickets, no response this morning. Hey, did you see Satan's head got cut off at the state capitol? <laughs> For those listening on the podcast and not watching on YouTube, John is showing the text message right there. Yeah. So you can you can forward a 35 minutes and 37 seconds to see that if you want to go catch that. So you Chris made every attempt. I didn't have any um I just didn't have any anything for you until this morning that I had some. I did just to wrap things up. I uh you have an appointment. I, I had um I was at the channel seed holiday party like for their customers over this mm-hmm. week it was great 
so they these guys are it's all these the ag world and how they listen to podcasts now is incredible i i mean you six-year-old men are in their combines listening to podcasts now like it Good it is them. really a great medium that is taking over in in that industry i had so many farmers come up and be like yeah i don't think that john miller would quite fit in here <laughs> not in a bad two way things. they don't they didn't no, like dislike things. you it was just it was no, no, funny. I get, I, they said the same I thing get. about hassle they're like yeah I, I i don't quite think he'd I, fit in here i totally get it i think they're wrong about me well, you can bullshit with hassle. anybody yeah i you would be I, way better my, there than hassle would i i grew up in a small little farm town all my friends were farmers. My dad worked for the entirety of my life uh, within FS and Growmark. Um, I I sell I sell things to ag uh, related folks on a daily basis. Energy, so I can speak the language. Now, granted, <laughs> um, I may have a few different views now than I had back then, and it's okay. Um, but we're all different. it's okay. I'd get along just different. fine at the at the Christmas party. Now, as to whether or not they like me when I leave, that's fine. That's okay. They'd now, like hassle. You. That would they be would funny. Like, they would like you a lot more than they like hassle. I, we can agree on that. To the degree they like could, me, we have no idea, but we can agree on that. Hassle would show up with his nicely pressed collared shirt. You know, hassle has turned into in the air. They'd be like, "Hey, t- drink this Bush Light." He'll be like, "Do you have any Heineken?" Yes, he turned into an elitist. Totally oh. an East Coast elitist. Do you? Uh, what are your plans for the holidays, real quick? Are you are you staying in Kansas City? Well, I was going to drive up to Iowa today, but my folks have COVID, so that's oh. not happening. The vid. Um, so, that's yeah, still so a thing. Gonna, apparently, um, well, it's a thing. Like, because next Dude. week I'm going to be around like people that are 90 years old. I so. think I had it. Like couple weeks ago i'm pretty sure i had it because everybody's getting the pink eye with it do your mom and dad have pink eye it's like a uh, sign of ask, covid now didn't ask him that so you think you're pretty certain that you had covid right but um, you didn't test yourself didn't test yourself no i went to the doctor i did test myself and but the oh okay. the problem is a lot of these home tests don't work now because the strains keep changing you know good point Good so it's kind of like, yeah, if you're going to be around 90 year olds, it's best to, but the other, I I just think that there's people walking around with it everywhere now. And like, they just don't know. Well, there's, there's, there's no doubt. And, and we test whenever, you know, we test whenever we feel those symptoms and we know we're going to be around people. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's not like we're con- super concerned about it for our own well being. It's just more looking out for the, uh, Others Over in the river into the woods to grandmother's house we go. Packing some meat, bringing the heat, COVID all over the flow. No, that didn't work. <laughs> the grossest thing ever, and then we're wrapping this up, I swear, is when you read those reports about how they, they test our shit. Fecal testing? Yeah, I listen. Go to like the, the record show that Chris, Chris, Chris was the one, the only one that used profanity in this one. So I, I think that one word is is not as bad as you spreading the word of Satan for about ten minutes earlier. Didn't praise Satan in any way, shape, or form. 
get the hell out of here. But yes, they 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 test the uh, the stool. Yeah, they go in the, the they uh, take a huge scoop department. of shit and then they test the acidity of it, right? I'm gonna let the audience decide what's worse: the topic we began with or the topic we ended with. I told this you, this is a disgusting. loaf of bread with two heels that are foul. In the middle, I think, is better, but the heels were not good. The heels were the not heels good. have mold all over them. The middle, you may oh, be able to get away God. with that. Although yeah. we did talk about Iowa's offense for the majority of it, so it's 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 likely just as rank. This podcast looks like Satan, smells like shit. <laughs> he is John Miller. My name is Chris Williams. Happy holidays, everybody. Iowa everywhere.